sing. When I think about Jesus, what is that for me? When I think about Jesus, how we sing, let me free. Can dance, 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 dance.
here with the sound of it. Come on, up in the balcony, somebody lift your voice. Up in the balcony, somebody give him a prayer. Give him praise. I didn't come 
the building. Come on, you know God's been better to you than you're giving it. Somebody needs to give him a butt God praise. Should have been dead, Brother Miko, but God. Should have lost my mind, Sister Shiloh, but God. Should have been locked up, Sister Tabitha, but God. My family should have fallen apart, Brother Hopper, but God. Y'all ain't hearing me in this building. You need to give him a, a butt. this morning for a few moments. Number one, I want to take just a moment. Singers, y'all just stay right where you're at. Just stay there. Lord have mercy. You can go when he says you can go. I want to take just a quick moment this morning to say what a privilege it is to have all of our guests in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, can I borrow your hands and your voice? 
Help me make some noise for all of our guests that are here today. What a privilege and an honor it is. And if you are here for the very first time, or if you are here as an out-of-town guest hanging out for the Impact After Party, you should have received a VIP invitation card this morning. This is just an invitation to join us in our VIP room immediately after the service. We have some light refreshments and a small gift that we'd love to give you just as a token of our appreciation that you would spend your Sunday morning here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. And if you're here from out of town or for the first time and did not receive one of those, if you would just slip your hand up in the air really quick, somebody will bring when I see a hand right here, this gentleman in the purple shirt. Amen. Just slip your hand. I see a few hands over here to my left, your right, Brother Alexandre. Uh, just slip your hand in the air. We want you to join us after the service. We'd love a chance to hug your neck and give you a small gift. And uh, we have a little understanding here at the Rock Church that you're only a guest for the first five minutes you come through the door. After that, you're just at home right here at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Amen, church. So I need you to help me turn 360 degrees from where you're standing. Touch every hand that you can and tell them, welcome home this morning. Tell them, welcome home, welcome home. Tell them, welcome home, welcome home, welcome home. Amen, amen, welcome home. We're so excited that you're here. Was anybody blessed at Impact International Youth Conference this week? Let me take an opportunity this morning to give the deepest heartfelt thank you that I possibly can on behalf of the beautiful, voluptuous, fine first lady, Lord Jesus, she still makes my knees freeze, my liver quiver, and my bladder splatter. Okay, I got to get back to God's business here. I want to say on behalf of, I'm just having fun. Some of y'all are way too serious this morning. Tell your neighbor the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's all right to smile a little bit in the house of the Lord. But I want to say an incredible thank you to every single person who spent your time, your talent, and your treasure investing in the preparation of this incredible conference in the past several weeks. I think we ought to give a great big hand this morning and recognize and thank every single person who made impact possible from our hospitality teams to our, our maintenance staff and, and the landscape teams and the music team. My God, was the, was the praise and worship absolutely out of this world this year? Thank you to our, 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 all of our directors of the music program and, and uh, to the, the, the clean teams and the events planning committee and all, just everybody who came together. I want to say thank you. What a first class job and a spirit of excellence that was exhibited by everybody and uh, we want to serve God's people the best amen because God's people are the best amen somebody and so I give I, I give great great 
honor to the saints of God. We honor the speakers and the men of God, but this morning I want to give great honor to the saints of the Most High God. Amen. I love and appreciate you so, so very, very much. And uh, we were blessed by every single message that was preached this week. And uh, Friday night we were blessed by the ministry of evangelist Jacob Phillips. My, 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 my. If you were not here for any of the services, you need to go back and be blessed by what the Lord had to say Friday night. God spoke to us about when all we have is an O. Did God do anything deep in anybody's life in this house? Stand with me if you would all over this place as we prepare for the entrance of God's word. We have come into his house with great expectation this morning considering what the Lord would want to do in this place. It is an honor again to have with us uh, not just Brother Phillips, but it is an honor to have Sister Phillips and their beautiful children with them this week. Would you help me give God a great big praise? Amen. Amen. What an honor to have them with us. And uh, Brother Phillips, we want you to come this morning and obey whatever it is that God has given you. We are ready. If it's time to climb the walls, we're ready. If it's time to get in the altars, we're ready. How many of you ready to ride the chariot with the man of God today? Would you put your hands together one more time? Come on, all over this place. Would you clap your hands, all you people? And somebody shout unto God with the voice of triumph as he comes to deliver the word to us today. Well, clap your hands as loud as you can and lift your voice with a shout. Come on, clap your hands so every spirit of depression hears you. So every spirit of intimidation hears you. Hey! Clap your hands in the devil's face and let him know, I'm still here! I'm still here! Holy Ghost is in this house today, and it's here to do a great work, and I'm just thankful that I get to be a part of what God is doing at the Rock Church of Fort Myers. I'm thankful to know that today, somebody can leave here changed. About seven people agree with that. The rest of y'all need to be changed. I said, somebody can leave here changed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen, amen. Deuteronomy chapter 20, Deuteronomy chapter 20 and verse one. While you're turning there, let me say uh, to this wonderful first family, brother and sister Williams and their sons and daughter-in-laws and daughter-in-law-to-be, thank you for being who you are. And I, I love, I told Friday night, and I've told everybody I've talked to since, I don't know that I have been in a youth conference that has ever been more about young people than impact. And just so you, if you're wondering, that's kind of what in, youth conferences are supposed to be about, young people. And uh, this has definitely been one of those, I echo everything that Bishop has just said. 
this is all made possible by this wonderful church family. Honored today to my wonderful wife and children. Love them so much. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse 1. This is God speaking to his people. He said, when thou goest out to the battle against thine enemies, seest horses. Once say horses. And chariots. Somebody shout chariots. And a people, someone shout a people. People more than thou, be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And it shall be when ye are come nigh into the battle, when the priest shall approach and speak unto the people and shall say unto them, Hear, O Israel, go back Friday night right there. He approached this day unto battle against your enemies. Let not your hearts faint, fear not, and do not tremble, neither be ye terrified because of them. Why? For the Lord your God is he that go with you to fight for you against your enemies, to save you. Anybody need to be saved from some stuff today? I don't know about you, but I can't save myself. I need God to save me. I can't deliver myself. I need God to deliver me. I can't make a way out of no way. I need God to make a way out of no way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. With your help and the help of the Lord for the next few moments, I want to preach in this house to this wonderful host of people. I have no reason to fear. Come on, shake somebody a little bit and tell them I have no reason to fear. I have no reason to fear. You ought to clap your hands like you're not afraid of anything right now. You ought to lift your voice like you're not intimidated right now. Amen. Sit down if you can in Jesus' name. The book of Deuteronomy is a book containing the laws of God given to Moses by God. We understand that it is in the book of Deuteronomy that God is giving divine order. He gave them an order for the way that they should eat, a way that they should walk a way that they should talk and give and do business, how to treat the man of God, how to treat uh, each man in the instance of thievery and murder and so on and so forth. That's all here in the book of Deuteronomy. God is a God of specifics and details. He st- takes a, a, a lot of time, if you will, to lay out a detailed plan for the children of Israel's life. And if God would spend so much time writing books like Deuteronomy and Numbers and Leviticus to give his people details and purpose, let me tell somebody here on a Sunday morning that God knows where you are. 
and God knows the details of your life and God knows the details of what you're going through. Don't, don't you think for one moment that God lets you get in the middle of the trial and he left you. My Bible tells me he'll never leave me. My Bible tells me he'll never forsake me. My Bible tells me when friends walk away, he'll be a friend that's sticking closer than any brother. If he gave them the details of their life, then you better believe, honey, he's walking with you in the trial. He's walking with you in the test. And so with God giving these details and God, man, that looks pretty cool. I'm sorry, I got distracted. God gives them detail and God gives them specifics. And the opening words of this chapter, he is preparing God's people and he tells them when thou goest out to battle. He said, now you're my people. You've been called by my name. I brought you out of Egypt. I brought you out of slavery. I brought you out of sin. But that don't mean you're not going to have a battle. See, we've got it in our mind that we, we quote the scripture all the time that, yea, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. But you see, friend, in order to be more than a conqueror, you have to understand, you have to have something in order to conquer. And the devil's got on somebody's shoulder in this house today, uh, and he's convinced you that because you're in the battle, uh, that you're not on the Lord's side. But as God uh, is getting ready to take his people into the promised land, uh, he said, listen here, baby, let's get one thing straight right now. Just because you're my people doesn't mean that you're not going to fight battles. Just because you're my people doesn't mean that you're not going to have tests. Just because you're my people doesn't mean that the enemy's not going to come against you. But I don't want to discourage anybody today and tell you that living for God, it's full of battles. It's full of tests. It's full of struggles. But let me just tell you something. My best day living for the enemy is still not half as good as my worst day in the battle for the Lord. My if you're going to fight depression, you might as well fight it from the church pew. If you're going to fight addiction, you might as well fight it from the church pew. If you're going to, oh, if you're going to fight anxiety, baby, you might as well fight it from the church pew where you know I'm on the winning side. As a kid, we used to sing a song that said, I'm a soldier on the battlefield. And I'm I'm, I'm, I'm fighting. Is that some of y'all saying? I'm, yeah, I might be in the army of the Lord I, I, and I might get knocked down sometimes and, and I might have to go through some things, but I'm still a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm still a soldier and I'm fighting for one that's never lost a battle. I, I might be down, but don't count me out because I'm still a soldier and I'm fighting on the Lord's side and who can fight God and win when you come to the battle against your enemies 
And this is what God said. When you see horses and chariots and a people more than you, which lets me know that in Fort Myers, we're gonna fight demons that are bigger than us. It lets me know on this Christian journey, you're gonna come up against things that are stronger than you are. But I, I know you dressed up for church today and you look like you got it all together. But the truth of the matter is, if God left you for one moment, you wouldn't last. He said, when you see a people that's bigger than you and stronger than you and there's more than you, be not afraid for the Lord thy God. It is he that doth go with thee. I've come to preach to somebody on a Sunday morning that's looking the devil in the eye. I've come to tell you, you have no reason to fear. You have no reason to tuck your tail and to ride you got a God that's on your side you got a God that's fighting for you you got a God that's going before you he said I'll go before you and make the crooked places straight before you ever get there I'll work it out before you ever show up I'll go ahead and start fighting before the devil ever gets to you I'll go ahead and start making a way where there is no way before the battle ever began. See, this, this is the part about God that, that messes my little brain up, Brother JJ. I, I get that God's, God is eternal. That, that it makes sense to me in the sense that eternity is never gonna end. And so to say that God is eternal is to say that God is never gonna end. But Bishop Williams, there's this thing about eternity is that it goes in both directions. Here, you ready? This is gonna blow your mind. This is so hard for me to wrap my brain around. Which means God never began. No, 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 preacher, you, you, you don't understand. There has to be a moment somewhere where God began. No, God just always was. See, we, we can wrap our mind around the fact that God is eternal, which means that he's gonna last forever and ever and ever. But we can't really get our minds around the fact that God never began, that God just always was. Well, what's your point in saying that, preacher? Before you ever had the problem, God already was God. Before Adam ever failed, God was already God. Before Eve ever brought him the fruit, God was already God. Before... Before Cain ever killed his brother, God was already God. Before, before Nimrod ever started building a tower, God was already God. Before Sodom and Gomorrah became evil, God was already God. Before Noah went through the flood, God was already God. Before Abraham was, I am that I am. Before Jacob, I am that I am. And you better believe, baby, if he was before Abraham, if he was before Noah, if he was before Abraham, if he was before Adam, then 
before your problem. He was before your test. He was before your trial. He was already gone. I have no reason to fear. It is built into our DNA to take two roads when something happens. Scientists say that you will either take the high road or the low road. The low road is simply, it, it's, it kicks in our flight reactions. It kicks in the fact that I've been here before and I failed. The low road says, I've been through so much hell, I don't know if I can believe again. The low road says, I got bills stacking up on the table and, and I've already had to file bankruptcy once. The low road says, my family, I've been praying for them for 25 years and they still haven't showed up. The low road says, don't get your hopes up. There's no way God can do this. That's flight. But there's another option. And it says, I don't know what happened yesterday, but I remember when God healed my body. I don't know how God's gonna do it tomorrow, but I remember when God made a way. I'm telling somebody today, you've been on the low road for too long. You need to get off the low road and come up higher. My God, I'm about to have a Holy Ghost come apart right now because somebody's about to walk out of the low road. Somebody's about to walk out of the depression. Somebody's gonna walk out of the addiction. Somebody's gonna walk out of all the hell you've been going through. Somebody about to get delivered from the low come up higher. He said, this is why you don't have to be afraid. Be not afraid of them. For the Lord thy God is with thee. Watch. Which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. He was saying, Israel, if I did it before, oh, you ain't gonna help me preach. If I did it before, if I healed you before, if I delivered you before, if I made a way before, if I saved your family before. See, somebody's getting excited. Somebody getting a little bit excited in here today because while we're talking about this, they're walking back down the roads of their life and they're starting to remember, God kept me, God kept me, God kept me. If it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, I'd be dead and sleeping in my grave. But I'm 
reason to fear. I'm still here, so I've got a reason to shout. God and I change not therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed you know what God was telling them in Malachi if I wasn't God you wouldn't be here enough said if God wasn't God you wouldn't be here if God wasn't God, you wouldn't be in your right mind. If God... Uh, Hopper, if God wasn't God, you'd have spent the rest of your life chasing a baseball. Probably would have never made it to the majors. You'd, you, you'd have stayed in the minors probably. The devil lied to you and told you that you had it all in your hand. But God was God and said, no, I'm gonna pull you out of there and put you in an apostolic church. Brother Hammonds, if God was God, you'd still be on the street somewhere doing what you used to do. But God, but God, you got in it earlier, Bishop. But God, but God, what else is there to preach? Jesus made a way where there was no way. What else is there to sing? But I know it was the blood. I know it was. That's why I have no reason to fear. Y'all got somewhere to be or can I preach like 10 more minutes? Bishop, get a mic. Get us a mic. Second Kings chapter six, verse nine. We about to tag in the devil right now. Devil should have stayed home from Fort Myers today. Matter of fact, if I was him, I'd go get on a cruise ship and get his way as fast as I can. Second Kings chapter six, Verse 9. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, uh-huh. Beware, beware that thou pass not such a place. Yeah. For thither the Syrians are come down. Yeah. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of. Now this is interesting to me. And saved himself. He there. saved himself. Not once, not once, nor twice. Nor twice. Now what's happening here is the king of Israel was kind of like some of us. God spoke to the king of Israel through the prophet, through the preacher, and said, don't go down there because you're going to get a boo-boo. They're going to mess you up. And king of Israel, this king Ahab, he thinks he's better than the preacher so he sends somebody to check it out. But you know, it's, it's just hidden there. This is not what I'm preaching, but boy, I could preach it. It said he didn't just save him once, and it didn't just save him twice. But listening to the man of God saved him at least three times. Oh, y'all ain't gonna help. Y'all was shouting a while ago. Now, where, where my help go? Well, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. Let me tell you something, honey. The prophet can see things coming down the road that you can't see. 
Well, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's his job to stand in the pulpit and tell me what I can do and what I can't do, honey. That's fine. You go ahead, but you're gonna find out that if you'd have listened to the preacher, it would have saved you not once or not twice. Can I preach to you today that if it worked one time, it'll work again? If being obedient to the word of God worked before, it'll work again. If shouting and dancing when Bishop told you to shout and dance worked before, it'll work again. If having a prayer meeting up at the church worked before, it'll work again. Read. I'm gonna preach. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria, I love this part, was sore troubled for this thing. He was upset. And he called his servants. Called his servants. And said unto them. He said unto them. Will ye not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? He said, who's the snitch? Who's the rat? Who's been listening to what I'm saying? And going down and telling the prophet and the king of Israel. Go ahead, read. And one of his servants said. One of his servants None, my lord, he O knew, king. He knew what happened to rats. But Elisha. But Elisha. The prophet that is in Israel. The prophet that's in Israel. Telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. Now hold on right there. Did you hear what he just said? He said there's a prophet that can hear what you say in the most private place of your home. Now I'm gonna show you how dumb the devil is because we gonna read the next verse. Read. And he said, he said, go and spy where he is. Did y'all get that? (laughs) Yeah. Did, Did you catch that like I caught it? The man just told him that the prophet hears everything you say in your bedchamber. And he says, go spy on him. He heard you. He heard that. Go sneak up on him. He heard that. I just want the devil to know in Fort Myers, before you ever make the first move, God's already ahead of you. Before you ever attacked that little girl when she was seven years old, God knew of a moment that she was going to be 31 and was going to rock in, walk into the rock church on a Sunday morning and she'd been bruised and battered. The devil thought he had her. He thought, but God said, while you were working, devil, I've been working. While you've been conspiring, I've been delivering. While you've been setting a trap, I've been showing up and I've been making a way. Go spy out where he is. <laughs> Devil, you so dumb. You thought that just because you got the charismatic church down the road that she was going to get the rock church. You, you, you thought that some dysfunction in the middle of the church was going to stop the rock church. You, 
you, you, you thought that some lying demon from hell was going to walk up in amongst us and plant cockatrice eggs and this thing was going to split seven ways from Sunday. But devil, I just want you to know before you made the plan, God already had the answer. Before you ever attacked, God already had the answer. Before the sickness, God already had the answer. I have no reason to fear. Read, Bishop. That I may send and fetch him. He said, I just, I, I, I just want to bring him over here and, and we're going to talk. Now, I, we're going to read this next verse. And I want to ask you a question as we read. Go through it, Bishop. And it was told him, saying, uh-huh. Behold, he is in Dothan. He's in Dothan. So what are we going to do? Therefore sent he thither horses. Horses. And chariots. And chariots. And a great host. And a great host. And they came by night. And they came by night for one compass preacher. city. One preacher. And the king sent horses, chariots, a great host, and they came by night for one preacher, Brother Judah. Now you answer me a question. Who's afraid of who? Some of y'all missed that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you again. I want you to think about it. who's afraid of who here? We're not gonna read the whole bishop. Me and you can do this all day. We, We'll preach this whole chapter, go to the next chapter. And we, I'm, but I'm getting hungry, so we're going to skip a little bit of this. The Bible says that his, his servant gets up the next day and, and he looks outside and he sees the horses. And he sees the chariots. And he, he knows that they came by. They weren't there last night when I went to bed. And he gets up and he looks out the window and he says, Alas, Master, what shall we do? Which is the King James Version way of saying, Hey, cuz, we about to die. We're surrounded. Nowhere to go. So you can either sit there and think, well, the devil's really fighting me. I'm scared to move. Because every time I move, the devil hits me as hard as I can, as he can. Every time I shout, the devil slaps me in the face. Every time I dance, the devil attacks my body. Every time I run, the devil attacks my finances. And you can be afraid, and you can sit in your pew and not do nothing. Or you can just take a step back and realize that there's horses, chariots, a great host all because the devil knows what's on the inside of me is bigger than what he had I wish you would get the revelation of the mighty God in you like the devil has the revelation of the mighty God in you I wish you would get a revelation of greater is he that is in me that's in this world I have no reason to fear uh. 
leadership. Devil been fighting me. I've been so depressed this week. I had to double up on my medicine for my anxiety. Had to, had to take my, my inhaler for the asthma attack I didn't even have. I come against every spirit of fear and anxiety in the name of Jesus. And I'm treating, listen, I'm not telling you it's not real. I know it's real. I've, I've laid in my bed in the middle of the night when the evil spirits have walked in the room and, and, and I felt fear come over me. But I'm telling you, I got the revelation a long time ago. Greater. 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 It's greater than the fear. It's greater than the anxiety. It's greater than the lie. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world. You don't know what I've been through. Can I hurt your feelings? I don't give two red cents what you've been through. Uh oh, uh oh. Or the preacher down the road, he pats me on the back and tells me, you know, I understand. I don't get it. Preacher down the road, he he tickled my ears and told me that if I just keep coming to church and and that that we can learn to live with anxiety, but you ain't gotta live with nothing. You don't have to live with nothing. Who the son is set free? No, 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 no. Who the Son is set free. See, when you get free, you do more than say it, you act it. When you get free, ain't nobody got to tell you you're free. That's just a natural reaction that comes up out of your spirit that says, I have no reason to fear. I don't care what you've been going through. I'm not saying that to be insensitive because I care about you. I'm saying that because I got a God that's bigger than what you're going through. Well, mom and daddy both died with cancer. Grandma and grandpa both died with cancer. And I'm scared that I'm gonna die of cancer. And you know what will happen? The devil will get you living in a box of fear that you'll forget you serve a God that heals cancer. So why didn't he hear grandmama? And why didn't he hear grandpa? I don't know, baby. That's not my job, but it is my job to pray in Jesus' name. He said, if there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. Anoint them with all, and the prayer of faith shall save them which are sick. I don't have no reason. I don't have no reason. God's made a way before. I just believe he'll do it again. God's made a way before. I just believe he's going to heal. Alas, Master, what shall we do? 
I love Elijah. He don't get upset. He don't even talk to him. He just turns around. Go start fixing him some coffee. Say, hey boy, did you get that creamer last night like I told you to? No, 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 no. Elijah, you don't get it. We fixing to die, cuz. Did you check chicken coop this morning? You know, I like my, my eggs scrambled with cheese. Well, glory to God. I feel my help for real now. No, 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 no. Elijah, you don't understand. We are surrounded. He goes ahead and fix breakfast, sit down, and while he's praying over the food, he said, Lord, I need you to bless this food. But while you're doing it, open his eyes that he would be enlightened to the fact that there's more for us than there is for them. You know what Elijah was saying? God, let him know there's no reason to fear for the Lord our God is with us. I won't fear the arrows by day and I'm not afraid of the shadows by night because I got a God that never sleeps. I got a God that never slumbers. I got a God that keeps on making a way. When you go into the battle, fear not nor be afraid of them. For Lord thy God, it is he that doth go with thee to fight for thee, to save thee. And in verse 17, he goes on to tell him, he says, you don't need to fear because you're gonna overcome. Our opening text, it says, but thou shalt utterly destroy them. He says, don't be afraid when you come up to the armies, for thou shalt utterly destroy them. And he starts naming names. He says, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, as the Lord thy God hath commanded thee. The, the Hittites, I, I, I'm not going to preach all this, but let me just hit the high spots. He said, you're going to destroy the Hittites. They were worshipers of Hananias, the queen of heaven, who was the mother of all the other gods. And, and she was the god that said, decided what God ruled in what region in Canaanite mythology. But he said, I'm not going to let any other gods set up beside me. So I want you to destroy the Hittites because they worship a God that thinks it can deliver them from the hand of my people. But I want you to, I'm, I'm gonna preach this like we in Fort Myers. I want you to walk in down that road that you used to live on where you used to stand on the street corner. And I want you to let that devil know there's a new king in town and I am not afraid. The Amorites, 
They were worshipers of a God by the name of sin. How fitting. He was the God of, of darkness. What fellowship hath light with darkness? You know what he was saying? He said, I want you to drive out the Amorites, which was like God saying in 2023, you have no reason to fear. And I want you to drive out every dark spirit out of your home, out of your family, out of your city. I got seven people that believe what I'm preaching, the rest of y'all sleeping. I said, out of your home, out of your family, and out of your city. Hivites worshiped many gods, but they were known for their deception when they came to Israel. God said, I don't want you to be afraid. Oh, I feel this. <laughs> but I want you to drive out every spirit of deception. I just got news for everybody that's preaching false doctrine in Fort Myers. We're coming for you. The last people that was here that preached false doctrine, God moved them out of the way so we could have a bigger building. If I was in a building bigger than this one and I was preaching false doctrine, I'd be pretty scared right now because the Lord said, fear not and be not afraid. I'm going to drive out the spirits of deception. I'm going to drive out the spirits that preach the Trinitarian gospel. For there is one God and his name is Jesus. It's not Buddha. It's not Allah. It's not Harry Krishna. It's not Father, Son, Spirit. But his name is Jesus. Oh, oh. Let me just tell you something, honey. I know this may sound mean, but if you got baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, honey, all you did was go to church and get soaking wet because there is no remission for sins in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit. Whatever you do in word or in deed, do it in the name. When you baptize me, do it in the name for neither is there salvation in any other for there is no other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be so I come to drive out every spirit of deception I'm not afraid of the gospel I'm not ashamed to be a one God holy rolling apostolic Jesus name baptized Holy Ghost filled child of God I said, I'm driving out deception. And I'm driving out darkness. I'm, oh, I, I, listen, you get offended, just get over it. But I'm, I'm driving out every spirit of witchcraft that you brought. I feel this. 
that you brought from the islands where you used to be. You can't worship them gods anymore. It, listen, I, I used to live in an area where, where they were French. They spoke, they spoke Creole, and it was Catholicism, and it was witchcraft. I literally stood in the dark coyote hunt one night and watched as they sacrificed animals to a false god in a, in a seance in witchcraft standing from a long way off. I watched them through a pair of binoculars as they shook the blood from chickens, and they slayed a goat on an altar, and I felt that same spirit here in Fort Myers, and I've come to preach to that spirit of witchcraft uh, and deception uh, that comes from the islands uh, and tell you, you can't stay here. We're not afraid. You can't. You gotta go. The blood of Jesus is against you. You gotta go. The blood of Jesus is greater. That's why why over the past year you felt those presences walk in your room. I got two more pages of notes to preach, but I'm done. We dealing with something now. It's why you felt that presence walk into your room in the middle of the night and some of you sleep with the lights on because you know after a good Holy Ghost service, after a couple weeks of moving forward in the Holy Ghost, and praying prayers you ain't never prayed before and walking in places you ain't never walked before that that same spirit that you used to entertain is going to walk back in the room I come to preach to somebody tonight you have no reason to fear I would to God that a Holy Ghost boldness get on you and when you leave this house today and lay down and in the middle of the night that presence comes in the room you do like my grandmama used to do walk in the kitchen get the oil out the cabinet and start putting oil on everything in the name of Jesus I cast you out in the name of Jesus you've got to flee in the name of Jesus I'm going to walk in victory I'm going to walk in peace because God is with me and if God be for me who can be we getting ready to push back you know what bugs me Brother Williams every church got one especially hood churches they got one. That one person, I can say that, because me and Bishop Williams are like the same. He's 80% hood and 20% redneck. I'm 80% redneck and 20% hood. <laughs> so we the same guy, just different. But every church got that one or two people that at the church barbecue, everybody kind of talking and they, you know, somebody messes up and tells a story about when they was in the world. And you know, when they start with, well, when I was in the world, they about to tell you how many bar rooms they cleared out, how many clubs they shut down. Honey ain't even got an arrest record and they done cleared out every bar in Fort Myers. Well, when I was in the world, 
Nobody looked at my girl. Nobody looked at my man. No. When I was in the world, but then you come to church and let the devil walk all over you. You, 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 you talk about all the stuff you did when you was in the world, but you let one little spirit of depression run you up and under the pew. Talk about how many people you kicked out the bar, but you let a little spirit of anxiety get a hold of you and you want to shout for a month because you're scared that the devil's going to jump on. I wouldn't have gone you'd reach back into that old life and bring it into the spirit and say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. And I, I, I wouldn't have whip in the world and said, well, I'm not going to be a whip in the church. If you want some, come get some. I am not afraid. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. Somebody ought to push back right now against every demonic spirit from hell that's been trying to push you in the corner. Come on, you ought to get an attitude. sit there on the pew when God's given you an opportunity for I, I feel this when God's given you an opportunity for deliverance on a Sunday afternoon and the, don't ever tell me how bad you was again you know what you need to, you need to shake yourself and realize I'm gonna preach it again greater is he that is in me than he that's in this world greater
going to do. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you've never spoken in tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Let me tell you something. You have a reason to fear. Because there's no power in you that's greater than what's on the outside of you. Say, well, what's all this speaking in tongues business I hear? That's what happens when you receive the gift of God, the gift of the Holy Ghost, and God comes to live on the inside of you. It is signified when you begin to speak an unknown language as the Spirit gave the utterance. It's not a language you've ever learned before. It's not the class you took in high school. It's something that happens supernaturally as the Spirit comes in to live on the inside of you. Then you can say, I have no reason to fear. So what I want you to do if you don't have the Holy Ghost, they're fixing the same. I want you to find somebody near you and tell them, pray for me. I need the Holy Ghost. I need to be able to say, I have no reason to fear. I need power living on the inside of me. Come on, church family, I need you to help me right now. Find somebody near you and pray with them until they're praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on, go, go, go.
Let's receive the Holy Ghost today. Evidence speaking in other times. Come on, we're not afraid. 